Hey everyone, welcome to the first episode of the ESPN Streak for the Cash podcast, the only podcast by ESPN Streak for the Cash players for ESPN Streak for the Cash players. So first segment we're going to do today is hockey with my good friend Akshay Garker. Hey Akshay, how's it going man? Good man, how you doing right Pretty good dude. So the only game we have as of right now on tomorrow's slate is the Anaheim Ducks at the New Jersey Devils. So, what do you think about this game? How are you feeling about it? You think it's a lock? Think it's a hard one to pick? Uh, up until yesterday, I was pretty certain. I mean, uh, the, the Ducks were on an 11-game losing streak, and they just won their first game yesterday. Um, so, knowing that, I think they're going to bounce back. Um, up until yesterday, I was pretty certain it was going to be a lock for the Devils, but I think the Ducks are going to bounce back. They made a couple trades in the last week. They got a couple forwards. Um, so I think it's, it's too hard to call this one a lock. I would actually lean towards the Ducks in this case. Wow, that's interesting, man. I mean, if you look at the home road splits right now, the Ducks have lost their five, last five road games against teams that have a home winning record, which the Devils do, and then kind of the opposite for the Devils. They've won their last seven home games against teams with a road losing record. So yeah. do you think like home road has any um, impact on this at all, or do you think the Ducks trades will help them get a win? I think it does, but at the same time, I think, like, hockey, there's just so much parity that any given night, like, any team can beat anyone. And I think, like, in this case, momentum is a bigger factor than the home and road records. Um, I, I, the Ducks are just too good a team to lose 11 games in a row and then keep on losing. They're, they're actually, like, still in the playoff race. Um, so I think, I think that last win last night was a big step, and I think they're going to keep on winning from here. So I'm taking the Ducks. Cool, cool. Sounds good. Yeah, I mean, pulling up the power play numbers here. So power play conversion percentage, the Ducks, let me just pull that up. So the Anaheim Ducks are, they're 28th in power play conversion percentage at 14.2%. Mm-hmm. And the Devils are a little bit above them. They're 19th at 18.1%. Mm-hmm. And then if you look at... Uh, defending power plays the Devils are 84.7% and the Ducks are middle of the pack 80.5% so you're sure you're rolling with the Ducks in this one? I'm sure yeah man well yeah uh, I mean it's a tough one to call Uh, obviously you you wouldn't want to bet on this one right? Yeah I I wouldn't bet on it I wouldn't especially in a streak for the cash situation I I think it's too much of a toss up um, because it could go either way like you said the power play penalty kill numbers but Definitely helps that the Ducks got, uh, they got Nino Niederreiter, who's like a power play forward. He, he's going to definitely take that uh, up from 28th in the league. Got it. Yeah, I mean, it's not like the Devils are that much better at power plays anyway, so the Ducks yeah. could basically match them with that trade. Cool, cool. So, I mean, uh, since that's the only game on the slate, uh, that's the only one for sure that's on the slate. So we picked two other ones that we think are going to be on the slate as well. So how, how about we start with the first one? That's the uh, New York Rangers at the Boston Bruins. Uh, Bruins are at home, obviously. And yep. yeah, what do you think about this game, man? Take it away. I'm, uh, I'm taking the Bruins in a lock for this one. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm a little bit partial because I'm a big Bruins fan. But at the same time, I watch every game. I, I have a good feeling about this one. Um, the, the main things that stand out to me, one, the, the Bruins are just unreal at home. Um, especially against teams that are not in the playoff race or have a winning record. Uh, when the Bruins are favorites, they're 21 and 12 this year. At home, they're 17 at seven. So there's a there's a more likely than not chance that they're gonna win this game. Um, since December, Tuka Rask is heating up. He's he's his last seven games, he has not lost in regulation. Six wins, one overtime loss, 
Um, in all six of those wins, he's only allowed two or fewer goals in every single game. Um, and he's going for the, the Bruins franchise lead and wins for at, at home in front of a big crowd. So um, all those things going for the Bruins. They have the second best power play in the league. Um, the Rangers have one of the worst penalty kills in the league. So a um, lot of factors, I think, making me lean towards Boston as a lock in this one. Cool, cool. Yeah, I mean, just a quick question. You know, as someone who you know isn't the most avid follower of hockey, I'm sure a lot of other people, you know, maybe the Canadian listeners are big fans of it, but I'm sure some some other people are wondering, uh, like, how do you predict like which teams are gonna get like a lot of penalties and stuff like that? Like, how do you kind of take that into account? Because I mean, the penalty kill numbers versus power play numbers look great, but I mean, that doesn't help if no one gets a penalty, right? So, what yeah, do you think no, about that? Absolutely. I mean. In any hockey game, like it, you can't really predict how many are going to be called. It definitely, uh, the more intense a game, the more they're. It, it also, of course, depends on the refs whether they let things go or not. Um, I think the the reason I focus so much on penalty kill and power play is with these top end teams like the Bruins or Nashville or, or Tampa Bay. Um, they know how to convert on the power play, and that's kind of the difference in in big hockey games where um, maybe teams are evenly matched at five on five, but when you give these guys a chance, like the the really top end talent in the league, um, they're gonna make you pay more often than not. Which like that's why I think that power play and penalty kill numbers are so crucial um, for these kind of like top end teams like the Bruins and Tampa Bay and Nashville because they just have so many weapons on the power play that if you take a penalty in crunch time, um, they're gonna make you pay. They're gonna they're gonna either tie the game or score the winning goal or something like that when it matters. Yeah, I mean, that makes sense. And also, if you look at their last 10, the Bruins are seven wins, two losses, uh, one that they lost in overtime, like you were saying. And the Rangers are four wins, six losses. And the Bruins have a plus 16 goal differential, while the Rangers have a minus 26. So I'd say I agree with you that it's a lock for the Bruins, man. Uh, yeah. Best of luck as a Bruins fan. But I think you guys got this one in the bag. Yeah. All right, so let's move on to the final NHL game that we're going to cover today. So this is at 5 o'clock Pacific time. This is the Florida Panthers at the Nashville Predators. Mm-hmm. So what do, you, what do you think about this game, man? So uh, this one, when you look at special teams, it might might seem a little counterintuitive because the Panthers surprisingly have pretty good PK and power play numbers. Um, Nashville's kind of middle of the pack in both, but I'm just looking at the momentum and like the trends here. So. Uh, Florida in the last few games lost to some pretty kind of mediocre teams as well as some good ones, but they lost to Detroit, to Vancouver, to Montreal, um, all in the last like six, seven games. So um, they are, are kind of struggling right now. They also played today at uh, or in Toronto. So um, they're going to be coming off the second night of a back-to-back, um, playing in a really tough building in Nashville. Uh, there's Predators are 16-8 and eight at home this year, so... Um, I think in this case, I'm going with the Preds as a lock. Um, just I think they're going to pounce all over the, the tired Florida team. Um, Florida's given up the third most goals per game in the league, so they're they're kind of struggling on defense this season, and Nashville's got a pretty good um, group of forwards there. So they actually played uh, last night, and they lost to Winnipeg. So I, I think they're going to be chomping at the bit to kind of jump on this Florida team that's not had a great season, um, and I'm, I'm taking them to win it in a, in a lock at home. Nice. So another general hockey question. Uh, I'll, I'll shoot a second one to you. So how big is uh, the whole home and road thing uh, in, in hockey? Like I know that, you know, in like a lot of other sports, such as like football or basketball, the home crowds are always really into it. But like a sport like hockey, 
Uh, I don't I don't really know. Like, you know, how does it really affect the players when the crowd is cheering for them and stuff? Is it kind of the yeah. same as other sports or? Yeah, I mean, as like a, a hockey player, I've coached, I've been to hockey games. I mean, it makes a big difference when um, the environment at home and that's what all these like really, really good teams like Nashville, their stadium is just absolutely like insane when the, the team is like buzzing. Like um, in 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 a normal like NHL season, they play 82 games, 41 games at home, 41 on the road. Um, so in that sense, it's not as crazy as football home advantage, home field advantage, because there's only eight games. Each home game means so much to the season. Um, so I wouldn't put it on the same level as like football home field advantage. But um, I'd say it's definitely up there, uh, even like the same amount as basketball, because there's no real direct like impact on the actual rules or anything like that in the game. It's just really the environment. Um, like when when a team like Florida who plays at home in front of like they have like no fans like no one ever goes to Florida Panthers games oh, they sucks, come into <laughs> yeah no yeah they come into Nashville and Nashville stadium is just rocking um, they know the Predators are are more likely than not gonna win at home that that's a big impact on the team's kind of like mentality coming in where um, Florida knows like oh man we got to go back home to Florida we're coming into Nashville these fans love their team Nashville is one of the best teams in the league so it's kind of more like a a psyche where um, Nashville knows they're at home. They have a huge advantage. They have the crowd behind them um, and they're expected to win, which makes a big difference, I think. Yeah, I mean, also Florida's at like the bottom of the standings. They've lost their last seven games. They're minus 26 goal differential. Predators have a plus 24 goal differential in their last 10. They're 6-2-2. Two, and two. They did lose that game to Winnipeg, like you were saying. So, yeah, I mean, I like Nashville too. I feel like there's actually a, a two locks for hockey. Um, both around the same time. So how about this? If you were, because you kind of have to pick, right? You can only get one yeah. at a time. So you have to pick between your Boston Bruins and the Nashville Predators. Which team would you say is more of a lock out of the two? Between the two, I'm going I'm going with the Bruins. Um, I think, especially if they start to grass, he's going for the franchise record for Boston, which is a really old team. Um, he'll become the number one most winning goaltender in Bruins history. He's steaming hot right now. The Bruins are rolling, so I'm, I'm taking Boston. Cool, cool. Yeah, so um, I think that'll about wrap up our discussion as far as uh, hockey goes for today. Thank you for coming on, Akshay. Appreciate it, man. And looking forward to talking to you in the future. Absolutely, man. Thanks for having me. How's it going? We're here with our second segment of the day and with our our NBA guru, so to speak, Omkar Moga. Hey, Omkar, how are you doing, man? Hey, man. How's it going? Happy to be here. Excited to talk about some basketball. Let's do it. So the first game we're going to talk about is Oklahoma City Thunder at the Philadelphia 76ers. So take it away, man. What do you think about this game? Hell yeah, dude. So uh, last we checked, I think the spread is about even on this game. Um, but I am going Philly for this matchup. So the Thunder come in losing five out of, the, five out of their last six. Um, they just lost against the Lakers. Um, and keep in mind, Lakers don't have LeBron. Um, Kuzma went off that game. Um, but I think... Thunder looking pretty weak coming into this matchup. Uh, the 76ers won their last three in a row, so they're looking pretty good. Um, just beat the Heat. Um, and the 76ers have a really good home record as well, so they're 19-4 at home, um, whereas the Thunder are about, like, almost even away. They're doing 12-11. and 11. Um, And so I think Philly definitely looks like the favorite coming into this matchup. Yeah, man, I agree with you. I'm going 76ers here too. And uh, would you go as far to say that this game is basically a lock for the 76ers? Do you agree with that? Uh, yeah, I mean, it's close, but yeah, I think if you uh, if this was one of your picks this week, I'd definitely go Sixers. Um, I think the Thunder have a weaker bench as well, and uh, they've been shooting worse than Philly on average. Uh, Philly's doing about 47.3 from the field, 
uh, whereas the Thunder's doing about 45.5. Um, they were shooting pretty cold against the Lakers, um, about like 39%, um, whereas Philly was kind of coming in hot, uh, about 52. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, against the Heat, they're 52%. Um, you know, the thing is, the Philadelphia 76ers, they sh- their shooting percentage is top 10 in the NBA. The Thunder have really struggled from three, and in general, shooting the ball. Uh, they're about middle of the pack and field goal percentage. Thunder make their mark with defense, but I mean, on the road, I like Philadelphia a lot here. Would you say, Omkar, that you would um, put a long streak on the Sixers? Is this a pick that you're 100% confident in? <laughs> Hell yeah, man. Um, Locking the Sixers this week. Um, you want to talk about their uh, kind of uh, history with the Thunder, though? Yeah, that's a funny thing here is that we're locking up the Sixers, but keep in mind the Thunder have won 18 straight against the 76ers. And sometimes it's just something that a team has your number. But I, I, I'm putting it on the line on the Sixers. I think they're going to win this game. I'd put my streak on it. Omkar, you agree? Yes, sir, man. I mean, maybe we're just hopeful, but, uh, <laughs> like, uh, we trust, so. You know, trust the process. <laughs> so we have our second matchup of the day, and this is the Sacramento Kings at the Detroit Pistons. The spread is the Kings favored by one point. What do you think about this game, Uncle? Hey, man. So, um, yeah, dude, this game is really, really close. So, uh, like you said, spread uh, is Kings way uh, about one point. Um the Kings, though, aren't a really great team away. They're about 9-12. and 12, um, And the Pistons are just, like, you know, barely positive on the home side. They're doing about 13-10. and 10. Um, So I think, you know, it kind of all comes down to Blake Griffin. I feel like uh, the Sacramento doesn't have that great of an inside, like, you know, paint defense. And so um, if Blake Griffin can really go off, um, I think this can go the Pistons' way. But um, overall, this is a really, really close matchup. And we kind of recommend just avoiding this um, if you're playing the streak. Yeah, man, I agree. You should definitely avoid this for streak. But, uh, you know, they ha- Sacramento has poor paint defense, but here's the problem. The Pistons are probably going to be missing Andre Drummond after he got injured in today's Heat game. And that's the other thing is that the Pistons are coming off a, a back-to-back because they just are playing today, and then they're also going to be playing tomorrow against the Kings. So it's really you either back the Kings on the road or you back an injured Pistons team. That honestly, Pistons are bad. I would never back the Pistons, <laughs> right? Yeah, I mean they're shooting. They're shooting worse than the Kings right now as well. Um, yeah, they're damn near uh, the bottom of the league in shooting. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> true. Yeah, this is. Um, yeah, I mean, I, this one's really a toss-up. Um, I think you know, if some key players like if Darren Fox and stuff can go off, um, uh, you know, this game really can go either way. Um, Exactly. So are you taking the Kings or the Pistons, man? What's your prediction? Um, I think I'm going to Pistons uh, this time, but um, I think for the streak, definitely avoid this one. Wow, well, I'm against you. I'm going Kings <laughs> in this one. And uh, to be honest, if I was if I was at a low win streak, I might actually go Kings. I have a decent amount of confidence in the Kings. It is the road thing, really. If you have a long streak, you don't want to bet on road teams. That's kind of an um, epithet of ESPN streak. Definitely, man. Makes sense. Exactly. Well, hey, Omkar, thanks for uh, coming on today, man. I appreciate it. And uh, have a great rest of your weekend, and I'll talk to you soon, dude. Yeah, man. Take care. Goodbye. Hey, guys, we're here with our third segment of the day. It's soccer with our friend Vinda. What's up, Vinda? How are you doing, man? Hey, what's up, Rona? Doing well. How are you doing? Pretty good, dude. And this is a really cool... uh, There's only one bet for soccer tomorrow, but it's a really good one, dude. It's how many away teams will win the 10 a.m. Eastern EPL matches. There's six of them, and uh, this is a pretty fun one, so we're going to go through each of the six games and give our prediction, and then, you know, based on that, we can wrap up 
what the main bet will end up finishing as. So the first game was uh, is West Ham at Bournemouth. Vinda, what do you think about this one, man? Yeah, so I think this is going to be a pretty close game. Uh, I think West Ham coming off with the win they just had against Arsenal. I think they're going in with a lot of confidence. They just signed Samir Nasri as well. Uh, gives him a playmaker. Uh, I think I can see West Ham pulling this one and uh, actually coming out with a win. Yeah, I agree that West Ham's going to win. I mean, I don't think it's close at all, though, to be honest. Bournemouth has only earned 7 out of their last 36 possible points in the Premier League. West Ham has won 7 of their last 10 in all competitions. And, yeah, I mean, it, it just it's not close to me. The only thing that gives me a little bit of pause is that Bournemouth won 2-1 in the first meeting. But yeah. I, I think they're, it's, they're completely different teams now, and especially with that signing of Definitely, Nazarene. Yeah. I yeah, like West yeah. Ham a lot. So, yeah, I mean, that's, that's actually one away win already, West Ham. But, yeah, next one is uh, Crystal Palace at Liverpool. Uh, I'm sure we'll have the same prediction for this one, but you can go first, Vinda. Yeah, I, I can't. It's very hard to see Crystal Palace pulling away with a win in this one, uh, given the, uh, the pressure that Liverpool have on them with City coming down on them hard. Um, I don't see Liverpool dropping points at home, so I think this is a pretty easy win for Liverpool. Yeah, I mean, you know, even if they, some crazy stuff happens, I can't even see Liverpool losing this game. Like, it's very hard yeah. to beat a big six Premier League team if you're not one of the big guys. And it's yeah. even harder if you're doing it away from home. And the form Liverpool's in right now, like, the City game was the only hiccup, I think, recently. They'll be fine. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, next game, uh, shouldn't be too different, but uh, Brighton and Hove at Manchester United. What do you think about it? Yeah, you know, ask me this a couple of weeks ago. I think it would have been a very different answer. But uh, Man United, with the new manager coming in, with a lot of players playing their positions and playing a lot more freely, I uh, don't see Man United dropping points at home. Uh, they're on a five-game winning streak as well. Yeah, this is one where I, I, anything other than a win would be completely surprising to me. Man United are so hot right now. They're in great form. And uh, at the same time, you know, it really shows, like, just as a general kind of soccer thing, like, Mourinho was so bad at his players. Uh, I, I don't see this team just won five in a row as soon as they changed managers. They should have done it yeah. sooner, honestly, Marino. What horrible tactical game plans. Exactly. Yeah, cool. Well, uh, you know, now the next few games are going to be a little more... Uh, they're, they're the ones where I think the bet is decided on. So the first one is Cardiff City at Newcastle United. What do you think about this one? Yeah, so I was going uh, back and forth on this one. But I think... So these teams have played each other three times in the history. And uh, Cardiff has actually never beaten Newcastle. So... Uh, given Newcastle's playing at home, they're both in the bottom of the table. Uh, Newcastle's the 18th, Cardiff's the 17th. You know, the season's about halfway through. Uh, points for both teams really helps. So I don't see both teams sitting back. I can see Newcastle going out and trying to get the win on this one. So uh, I'm going to have to go with the Newcastle win. Yeah, I mean, either way, I, I don't see Cardiff beating Newcastle. But it's funny how these teams are almost completely identical in the table, uh, separated by seven in goal difference in favor of Newcastle. But, uh, you know, Cardiff and Newcastle, both kind of in bad form. Newcastle's only won one of their nine last, uh, one of their last nine games in all competitions. And that was the last game against, um, I believe it was, I forget which team it was, but it was a Division Two team in the FA Cup. Uh, they've only allowed two clean sheets at home this entire season, but they have been improving in the attack recently. And I think it'll help against Cardiff because they've been on a bad scoring run. I don't see Cardiff winning this game. Yeah. Yeah, agreed. Yeah, so next game. This one I think will be pretty entertaining. Everton at Southampton. 
Yeah, I think this this one uh, again. I think this could go either way. Um, I, I think uh, I think I'm gonna go with Southampton on this one, pulling away with either a draw or a win. Um, so Everton, out of the 17 times Everton has beaten Southampton, but only three of those times it was on the road. So uh, I don't see them pulling away this one. Both teams are in a similar form. They're both coming off a win, but before that, um, just draws and losses. Um, so I'm gonna have to go with the Southampton winner draw. Yeah, I mean for me, this is one where I look at the goal difference between the two teams in the standings, and just from kind of a o- overarching perspective, Everton has a positive 18 goal difference uh, from Southampton. Southampton is at uh, minus 16 on the season, and Everton is at plus two, and that like that's a big difference. And Everton did win the reverse fixture, but they're dreadful on the road. They've only won one of their last five away games. They're two, three, and five away this season. Five draws, two wins, three losses. Everton haven't been great at home, but or sorry, Southampton haven't been that great at home. But I think that they'll be able to get a draw against Everton. I'm going with this game as a draw. Yeah. Cool. So uh, the last game is Burnley at Watford. What do you think about this one? Yeah, this one, uh, again, another tough one. So Watford's, you know, seventh position at the table. Uh, a lot better than Burnley, who are 15th. Uh, but the thing is, Burnley's coming off with a three-game winning streak. So that's uh, that's what's probably teasing me the other way around. But um, I think I think I'm going to have to stick with Watford on this one with a win or a draw. Yeah, I mean, you know, I like I like Watford a lot, actually, in this game. I, I don't think it's going to be close. Burnley's on three-game win streak, but Watford has scored in their last eight games. Burnley has the second-worst defense in the Premier League, so Watford is definitely scoring one. They're probably scoring two. And even if Burnley's hot, I, I just don't see how they're going to overcome on the road giving up two goals. So I'm going Watford, and it's not really close for me. Yeah, yeah, I'd agree with that. Cool, so... Uh, so for let's wrap up the uh, final bet. So you have only West Ham winning, is that correct? Yeah, I think uh, confidently I could say West Ham is the only team I could see going in there and coming out with the win. So then how confident would you be in the uh, zero or one uh, for this bet? Would you put a pretty big streak on it, or is it one that you'd stay away from if you're on a long streak and trying to be risk-averse? Yeah, so I'm actually going in tomorrow with a five-game winning streak. So I was actually thinking about this bet. Um, I think I'm actually going to go for it and then going to go for uh, the uh, zero or one wins out of all the away teams. Got it. Yeah, for me, uh, it's a bet that's pretty risky. It's one that uh, I I wouldn't make if I was in your position, to be honest, because I think, uh, you know, zero or one, because West Ham will most certainly win, it's... That, there's the one right there. Uh, obviously, Man U and Liverpool, none of them are going to lose. But then you get to the two last games, Everton at Southampton and Burnley at Watford. Uh, you know, I see Watford winning comfortably, but Burnley is in a run of good form. Everton, Southampton, you know, I, I think Everton, even though they've been bad away, Southampton have not been that good at home. They're, they've had one win, five losses, and four draws at home. Uh, I don't think that Southampton is in a great run of form at all. The goal difference is just crazy to me, and I think that shows Everton is the better team. So I think I'm taking Everton to win, and I'm going to go with the uh, two or more option, but not very confidently at all. 
Yeah, I think if there are other bets out there, um, especially in other sports, I might look at those. But uh, if you guys are going to stick with soccer, um, in my opinion, I think I'd probably go with a 0-1. Okay, sounds good. All right, Ravinda, thanks for coming on, man. I appreciate you uh, taking the time to talk a little bit of soccer with me today. Have a great yeah, rest of your no weekend, worries, dude. Man. You too. Have a good one. See you guys. Hey, what's up, guys? We're here for our last segment of the day, fourth and last segment of the day, college basketball, and I got Vikram here. What's up, Vikram? How you doing, man? What's going on, man? How you doing? Pretty good, dude. So, you know, ESPN Streak likes to do this funny thing where they put about two NBA games. They don't even put the NBA Saturday night game, but they got, I think, over 20 college basketball games for us. Isn't that right? It's the whole schedule. The whole schedule. <laughs> whole damn thing, man. So what we're going to do here is we're going to go over all the big games, so featuring uh, the ranked teams, like games you may be watching, just, just for the fun of it, even if you don't feel like picking it. And then we're going to go through two locks each. So these are games that we're putting a big winning streak on the line for this. Uh, we, we are very certain that our team is going to win in this one. And yeah, that's what we're going to roll with. So we're going to first give all, the, all our input on the big games happening tomorrow. And then after that, we can get into our locks one by one. So, Vikram, how about we start off with Michigan at Wisconsin? So, the spread for this game is uh, Michigan minus two and a half. Wisconsin is six and two at home. Michigan's three and zero on the road. Wisconsin's lost four of their last five, but Michigan's only Big Ten road wins have been against Illinois and Northwestern, which are the bottom teams of the Big Ten. So they're kind of untested on the road, and Michigan does come in this game undefeated. But uh, Wisconsin-Michigan always been kind of a rivalry, you know. But what do you think about this, Vic? What do you think? So, although Michigan's only two uh, conference games have been against kind of weaker teams, Illinois and Northwestern, um, I feel like they're a very solid team. And the one thing I've always really believed in is that defense travels. And Michigan, so far this year, their defense efficiency is number three in the country. So, although it is going to be a road game in the Big Ten, maybe the first real road test of the year, I feel like they'll still be able to control the game with their defense, set the pace of the game, and they'll be able to pull out a win. Yeah, I mean, I think this is kind of a trap game for Michigan, to be honest. You know, an undefeated team, like very few teams in college basketball finished undefeated. And mm-hmm. uh, their only conference road wins, uh, as much as I've been to say earlier, but only conference road wins have been against Illinois and Northwestern. There's, that's the only conference mm-hmm. games that they played on the road. Yeah. Uh, I think, you know, they might come out a little slow against Wisconsin. Wisconsin lost four of their last five. They're not trending. Like, I'm not going to pick Wisconsin to win outright. But, you know, I think it's mm-hmm. going to be closer than people expect. Yeah. Uh, that's why the spread is so low. And, mm-hmm. you know, I still think Michigan would cover the spread and win, to be honest. But I think Wisconsin has a chance. That's all I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah, we're going to move on to our next game. And that is Virginia at Duke. Number four against number one. Virginia also undefeated on the season, uh, 16-0, 4-0 in conference. Duke is 14-2, 3-1 in conference, but uh, that was a horrible loss to Syracuse the other day, in my opinion. Uh, the spread is Duke minus 2. Virginia, obviously undefeated in the last five. Duke has been 4-1 in the last five, only lost to Syracuse. And uh, they have a big injury. They're missing the pork on Trey Jones. So does that concern you at all, Vikram? What do you think about Duke and Virginia in this game? So, definitely the game of the day. Number four at number one. Duke's coming off a really bad loss, as you said, against Syracuse. Um, while Virginia has been super strong this year, their team is undefeated, obviously, and offensively and officially, they've been dominant. But uh, I just can't see Duke losing twice in a row at home. I feel like Duke will pull this one out. 
That's funny, man. You highlighted their offensive efficiency, which actually has been pretty good this year. Exactly. Uh, and their defense is always at the top, right? You know their defense is going to be good. Virginia, they're always a defensive stalwart. But surprisingly, their offensive efficiency is top five this year. That's great. Yeah, I mean, to be honest, if you're picking Duke, I think I'm going to have to disagree with you. Uh, I, I think Virginia is going to win this game. Even on the road, Duke's missing their point guard. And you really need a good yeah. point guard play when you're playing against one of the best defenses in the country. Like you said earlier, defense travels. So mm-hmm. I'm taking Virginia in this one. You're taking Duke? Mm-hmm. Taking Duke. Cool, cool. So the final big game tomorrow, um, an SEC showdown right here. It's number 12 Kentucky coming in at 13-3, and 3-1 and one conference at number 14 Auburn, which is 13-3 and three as well, and 2-1 and one in conference. Uh, Auburn favored by 4.5 points at home. Uh, Kentucky's only played three road games this season. They've won two, lost one, which is at Alabama. Uh, Auburn is undefeated at home, 9-0. Both teams are 4-1 in their last five games. Uh, Kentucky has won at Louisville, at home against A&M, at home against Vanderbilt, and at Georgia, and that loss at Alabama I was talking about earlier. Auburn has beat, beat A&M on the road, beat Georgia at home, North Florida at home, and Murray State at home. They've lost at Ole Miss. What do you think about this game, Vikram? So, definitely going to be a close game. I think the game will definitely be closer than the current spread of 4.5 um, to Auburn. But Auburn is 9-0 at home. And if you look statistically at both of these teams, they're very uh, similar offensively. But one thing uh, Auburn separates themselves is they're much better defensively. So, I think that, combined with the fact that they're going to be at home, I think they'll definitely get a W in this game. Yeah, I mean, you know, I think Auburn's going to win as well. And... I think they'll cover the spread. I think what it comes down to is you have a young Kentucky team going against a team like Auburn that they like to press a lot. They like to push the pace a lot. Um, and yeah, I think I think the difference that's the difference. A young team that has to play on the road. I think in you know when it comes to tournament time, I feel like Kentucky's gonna be looking a little better than Auburn. But for right now, I, I like Auburn to win the game and cover the spread. Do you think they're gonna cover the spread, or do you think it's gonna be closer than the spread? Uh, I think it's actually gonna be closer than the spread. So you I take Kentucky against game. the spread then on the road. Against the spread, I'll take yeah, but. Straight up, uh, I'll take Auburn. Cool, man. So I guess we differed a little bit on this game. But yeah, uh, now we're going to get into each of our locks. So I'm going to go with my first lock first. And that's number 13, North Carolina. 13-4 and four, uh, on the year, 3-1 and one in conference. I have them as a lock to win at Miami, who's 9-7 and seven on the season, 1-3 in conference. And, you know, North Carolina is favored by six points in this game. And when I looked at this, six points is a lot, right? Uh, Michigan's only favored mm-hmm. by two and a half, and they're undefeated going at Wisconsin. North Carolina's mm-hmm. in a very similar situation. Like, some of their losses have been against very good teams, so practically against bad teams, they're undefeated. Miami is a bad mm-hmm. team. Uh, North Carolina's only lost one game away, and Miami has lost three of their last four games, which is, they have losses to uh, Louisville and NC State. So Louisville's not that great of a team. I don't know. I just don't like Miami a lot. While North Carolina has won five of their last seven games, uh, their only losses were to Kentucky and a head-scratcher against Louisville. But Miami also lost to Louisville, and North Carolina beat Notre Dame, which was a good win. Uh, I like North Carolina a lot in this game. I just think Miami is slumping. North Carolina is peaking, and that's bad news for Miami. What do you think about the lock, man? Do you think it's a sure thing? or? Yeah, definitely. I think North Carolina definitely is going to be a sure thing. I actually have them as more of a lock than even Michigan. So uh, for tomorrow, I think they'll be a solid lock. Awesome, man. Good to go. So do you want to give your first lock of the game? Lock of the day? Yeah. 
so like I just said, I had North Carolina as my like that I had him as a lock over um, Michigan, if that makes sense to you. But yeah, uh, I got that. Uh, what the team I have over even North Carolina is Kansas, and it's not so much that Kansas is you know even a better team than North Carolina or Michigan. It's just that West Virginia is such a bad team. Even though they're going to be at home defensively this year, they have been atrocious. They rank outside the top 150 in terms of defensive efficiency, and they have been just letting points in like nothing. I think Kansas dominates this game. I think they easily cover the spread five and a half, and uh, that's my lock for tomorrow. So you're not concerned at all that uh, Kansas has a one and two road record, uh, including losses to Iowa State and Arizona State. No, not at all. Just because West Virginia, you think of them as such a, you know, historically such a disciplined, tough, rugged team. But for some reason this year, it just hasn't been there. And they've been just atrocious. Yeah, I agree, man. Um, you know, this is the first time that Bob Huggins has gone 0-5. Mm-hmm. In, to start 0-5 in conference play at his tenure in West Virginia. And yeah, this is probably the worst West Virginia team in a long time. I, I, would, I would tell anyone, just like you were saying, don't be scared off by West Virginia. This is an easy win for Kansas. Mm-hmm. Yeah, don't get don't get hyped up into the name brand. You know, although in the past they've they've earned respect definitely in the past, but this year they just haven't been up to par. I agree, man. So I'm gonna give my uh, second lock of the day, and you know some people kind of gonna get get upset by this. You know, Mississippi State has let a few people down this month in streaks. I've seen it on the on uh, some of the discussions. Some people have been very upset, but I'm going with them. And, uh, you know, just like you said about West Virginia, Vanderbilt sucks. Mm-hmm. Mississippi State, 13-3 uh, and three overall, 1-2 and two in conference at Vanderbilt, who's 9-7, and 0-4 mm-hmm. oh in conference. Uh, Mississippi State is favored by only three points, but a lot of that, I'm sure, is because they've let people down recently in their games. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're 1-1 one one on the road, Mississippi State is. 3-2 uh, and two in their last five games. A good mm-hmm. win against Florida at home. Uh, they beat BYU and Wright State as well. They lost at South Carolina and at home against Ole Miss. Ole Miss has been a very good team though, so I kind of and South Carolina has you know beat some people. Uh, mm-hmm. Vanderbilt seven and three in ho- at home, one and four in their last four games or last five games, sorry. And that one and four mark really stood out to me because Mississippi State is a team that started zero and two in conference, right? And uh, then they went on to win their last game against Florida. On, on last-second layup, and sometimes things like that ignite teams to d- be better down the stretch, especially against a team like Vanderbilt, who had one injury to one of their guards, their key guards, uh, and they've no- never been the same since, and they haven't had a conference win yet. I think Mississippi State wins this game. What do you think, Vic? Mm-hmm. I definitely agree with you here. Mississippi State, um, I think looking statistically, definitely a stronger team, even though they're on the road in this game. I feel like with how they've been performing recently, um, Vanderbilt just haven't been in sync the last five games and I think Mississippi State will take advantage of the fact and I think they'll probably have a W yeah sounds good to me man I think Mississippi State will have a W as well that's why I locked him up so uh, your second lock of the day and uh, this mm-hmm. is going to be the last game we'll go over in this segment uh, Texas Tech and Baylor what do you think Vic yeah. take it away so Texas Tech and Baylor um, so the spread is Texas Tech minus four um, and one thing, looking at Texas Tech and Baylor, when you're looking at them statistically, the one thing that stood out to me the most was that Texas Tech, over this whole season, is the number one rated defensive 
efficient, uh, defensive efficient team in the whole country. And like I said, when starting off the segment, I really believe that defense travels. So regardless of the fact that they're on the road, I feel like they will be able to dominate the game and set the tempo based on their defense. And just how good they've been over this year, I think they'll be able to pull out the win against Baylor easily in this game. Because Baylor, even though they're similar offensively, Texas Tech's defense has been so dominant, it's so much better than Baylor's. I think they'll easily control the game. Uh, what is Baylor's defense efficiency, by the way? I'm just curious if you have that on so, your mind. So, yeah. Baylor has a okay defense. They're top 50. They're top, so they're not a bad defense They're either, not a bad right? defense. It's just Texas Tech is just so overwhelmingly good. Texas Tech is number one. They're above teams like Virginia, above Michigan, above Duke, above t- all the normal teams that are generally good year in and year out. Texas Tech this year has been phenomenal. Yeah, I agree. I mean, Texas Tech has been one of the nation's kind of surprise teams. They're number eight in the country mm-hmm. right now. Yeah. But uh, I got to say, this is one where this is one that gives me a little bit of pause. I, I don't know if I would take Texas Tech in a lock in this game. I don't think they'll cover the spread. Mm-hmm. I think it'll be closer than people expect. Obviously, you have it as a lock. You think Tech will cover the spread, right? Yeah. yeah. But, you know, actually, <laughs> I might need to change my mind. Baylor has been so unbelievably atrocious that this, yeah. this game will be around the spread, but I think Texas Tech will for sure win. Yeah. Definitely going to be a defensive battle. So, if you like points, wouldn't recommend this one. Yeah, exactly. I feel like points don't watch this one. All right, man. That's all for college basketball tonight. Appreciate you joining me, Vic. Uh, Have a great weekend, man. No problem, man. Have a good one. I'll catch you guys next time.